uh, this morning, I felt to just share, I know uh, time is, is, is against us in this venue, so I, I'm not going to be long. I'm also not the world's greatest preacher, so I'm not going to try and keep you engaged for like hours. Just one hour, jokes. Um, firstly, I just want to say that uh, I do forgive you guys for stealing Rian from us. Um, we sent them with heavy hearts, you know, but rejoicing in the Lord. And so it's great to see where they've placed them and, and what they've done here. They were also our neighbors, uh, so to speak, same suburb. So we even lost some friends in the, in the neighborhood. But hey, it's for the glory of the Lord, you know. And like I was singing, it's only a breath, this life. Eh? It's so short. And I felt, you know, there's an African proverb. Give, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Give him a fishing rod, and you feed him for a lifetime. And I felt like this morning God wanted me to give you a fishing rod. That's what I felt before I was in the shower this morning. Then, in the shower while I was... Can you imagine me? <laughs> Jokes don't. <laughs> I felt the Lord say, it's, it's not a fishing rod, it's a weapon. Okay, It's more like a sword. And uh, because we're, we're, in a, we're in a battle, right? We're in a, it, the fight is real. Okay? And, and the Bible says that uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers okay? and authorities. And so as much as Jesus has, has conquered the grave and he's, the, the sting of death has been taken away, um, we still live here. We're still going to die. And, uh, and, and the, Satan still has authority on earth to a measure. So that's why we, we, every day we go out there, we're in the battle. Until that day when Jesus returns or we go be with him and, and Satan gets thrown in that lake of fire, he knows that day is coming. That's why he's working so hard to distract us. Um, until that day, we still, we still got battles and we got every day to deal with and, we've got, uh, and it's real. Um, so... Have you guys heard of the armor of God? Putting on the armor of God. Okay? So let's look at Ephesians 6, verse... Oh, there's a nice picture of a Bible there. Lovely Bible. Uh, but yeah, let's read Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 20. It's quite a big chunk of Scripture. I'll just read it from there. So it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having, having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, 
which is the Word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening of my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Right, that is a great chunk of scripture, and it's very much a way you should wake up every morning in life, and you should put on this armor, because without the armor, you are open to attacks, and it's just going to be much harder. Um, So the first point I wanted to make is be strong in the Lord. Okay? Now, how do you be strong in the Lord? Um, there's one of my favorite cats in the Bible is David. Okay? King David. And let's just quickly look at that scripture. 1 Samuel 30. Uh, so David, so what happened was David uh, was kind of wandering around the desert while Saul was still king. And so David had this kind of group of, of uh, riff-raff soldiers who would follow him around. Um, and then they were, uh, they were kind of fighting for another king. I don't know if you remember the story. And uh, they had gone and pursued... Uh, I think he was actually... The, the mission was... That he was almost submitted to the Philistines in, in a way. And they were actually going after Israel. But anyway, eventually they turned around and they came back. And uh, when they got back to their camp, uh, the enemy had come, and they had actually uh, they had destroyed the camp, and they had taken all the all the women, children, all the tre all the treasure they had taken from David's camp. And so let's see what this is. Now, when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negeb and against Ziglag. They had overcome Ziglag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. Is there more? Uh, oh. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinuam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue. And then the story goes, they actually do end up getting everything back. And uh, 
The amazing thing is that David knew how to strengthen himself in the Lord. Before the Lord gave him an answer, he didn't know if the Lord was going to give everything back to him. You know, we now know the story and we're like, wow, it's got a happy ending. But even before that point, he had already strengthened himself in the Lord. And uh, even before he did the official thing and, and went, to, went to the priests and ephod and then inquired of the Lord. So even think of it in our context, even before you come to church on a Sunday, even before you go to your home group on a Wednesday, you need to be strengthening yourself in the Lord. And um, the, the interesting thing is the other guys, were they were getting bitter in soul. So if you don't find God, you often end up going bitter in, the bitter in soul route. And that's, you know, that's the equivalent, they say, like unforgiveness is drinking poison and hoping the other guy will die. Uh, that's, it's a similar thing. When you start getting bitter in soul, you're actually poisoning yourself. How do we strengthen ourselves in the Lord? Well, firstly, you've you got to go to God. You've got to find a space or a place. Uh, whether that is uh, your quiet time in the morning after you've woken up early, whether it's even in the workplace, like Jock might have to do, and go, to go find a little bathroom somewhere and just quickly strengthen himself in the Lord because before he tells his colleagues that we're not going to do this. Um, you know, that's how you do it. You've got to go, you find a place, and you just start speaking to God. And you say, Jesus, help me. Help me, God. Give me strength. Um, and I mean, those people were ready to kill him. Eh? They were going to stone him. That's, that's a pretty extreme scenario. Okay? He's with these, like I said, these riffraff. These soldiers weren't like, it wasn't the Israel army that had been trained and they were all, you know, nicely submitted to the authority of the king. It was like, you know, it was like the riffraff in the, in the deserts hiding from probably being chased down by different, you know, kind of kings and different armies and whatnot. And they were like, okay, cool, we're better in soul, we're going to kill David. And in that place he goes and inquires of God. And then he finds peace. And then he can come out and then he knows what to do. And then he says, Abiathar, bring the ephod, let's inquire of God. And then God says this, and you know, he's able to make those calls. Um... We need to be a people that know how to strengthen ourselves in God. And I mean, that scripture, uh, Ephesians, starts with, um, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So that's where it starts off. Before you put on the armor, okay, you've got to be strong in the Lord. It doesn't help you chuck on the armor and you're not strong in the Lord. And also that scripture is full of standing firm. Stand then. And it's all about standing on Jesus. In fact, this morning I realized that every piece of armor has Jesus in it. Okay? Uh, belt of truth. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. The breastplate of righteousness. You know why we are righteous? You know the Bible says that we are the righteousness of Christ in front of God. So Jesus gave us His righteousness. Uh, what's the next one? The, the shoes to... The readiness for the gospel, it's the gospel of Jesus. Uh, the helmet of salvation, I am saved, Jesus. It's every piece of armor is full of Jesus. You know, the shield of faith, it's the faith in Jesus. The sword of the Spirit, it's the Word. Jesus is the Word. It says Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh. Um, so every piece of armor is full of Jesus. Like, it's, it's simple. I could just, just sum it up in one word this morning. I say, 
get full of Jesus, stand on Jesus, stay in Jesus, you know, go be a little Jesus. That's what we are called to be. Um, and also, I just wanted, to, so, just another reminder. It's in, it's in 1 Peter 5, 8, I think I gave it to you. It, it, it says that, uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Okay. So you wake up and you're like, oh, I, I, I don't have time for my armor today. Yo. It's like the little sheepy who's veered away from the shepherd. And who's there behind the bush? That was a pretty cool, pretty cool line sound. Eh? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's, he's waiting. He's waiting. So we need to be, we need to be ready. That's making sense. Um, so Jesus is the rock. He's the one we stand firm on. He's the one... He's in every piece of armor. Uh, and then the other thing I felt was praying in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit, it's, it's a powerful thing. What is that? Praying in the Spirit. Some call it praying in tongues. Some call it praying in a different language. Um, and I'll just quickly read through some of the scriptures, so that, just so you know it's in the Bible. You don't have to put these up. I'll just read them. Acts 2 verse 4. This is uh, Pentecost. Uh, when they were waiting for the Holy Spirit, finally the Holy Spirit comes. What's the first thing that happens? Karamase koroboshia. Okay, they were, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. For he who speaks in Tongues does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Okay. It's a way to connect with God. It's one of the most powerful, beautiful ways to connect with God. I do it all the time. When I drive in my car, I've, get, I've gotten in a habit of, when I put the radio on, I'll be like, no, no, let me rather pray in tongues. And then I'll just pray in tongues for a while. 1 Corinthians 14, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Okay? It's a gift that builds yourself up. It's a gift that strengthens you in the Lord. Okay? It's, it's, it's the easiest way to strengthen yourself in God, like David did. And if you don't know what to say, then that's, you know, there's another scripture that says that uh, even the Spirit intercedes on behalf of us with moanings and groanings. It's like a way to just, if you're in, in the dwang, just pray in tongues. If you don't know what to say to God, even like God, you know, just pray in tongues to Him. So this is very much, it's New Testament, it's Bible. Uh, it's something as a church, Josh Jen, we, we believe. Uh, it's something we encourage everyone to do. Um, this congregation is, is, is still quite new, and maybe a lot of you have come in from, from different, different churches. So I just wanted to encourage you and remind you that this is the Bible, and it's, it's what we believe. Um, and so I really feel, to even this morning, if you, it's a wonderful gift. It's a gift. Okay? It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And what is a gift? Who doesn't like to receive gifts? Anybody? 
don't like. There's one hand there, don't like. You do like. Okay. Receiving a gift is a wonderful thing. Okay, it's, it's, think of a child at Christmas and the tree. Like, this is God. And the Bible says, when it talks about God giving the gift of the Holy Spirit, it says, even an earthly father, if his son asks for a piece of bread, he's not going to give him a rock. And he's not going to give him a snake. Even an earthly father. And then it says, how much more will your heavenly father give you good gifts? And that's talking specifically about the Holy Spirit. And I feel like this morning, he, he wants to do that for some of you. So, we are going to go for it this morning. We're going to step out onto the, onto the water. Okay. And if you're not comfortable with us, that's totally cool. There's no, you know, we don't want, you know, maybe you're visiting and you're looking in and, and it is strange. It's a strange thing. You know, it, it's weird. I still now, when I, when I pray in tongues in front of people, I'm still like, this is, this must, you know, if, if you had to go in your workplace, for example, and start praying in tongues in the boardroom, don't do that, Jock. Because then they'll be like, no, nah, this, oak this oak's lost it. In fact, the scripture in Acts at the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit fell on, 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 on flesh and blood for the first time, it was people thought they were drunk. And people pointed to them and said, look at them, they're drunk. They've been drinking wine because they're blabbering on like they don't know what's happening. So, in many ways, it's, it is a strange thing. And the first thing that's going to happen when we go for it is the devil who's prowling around like a lion. He's going to come in your ear and he's going to say, this is not of God. This is just mumbo-jumbo. You, you know? And you've got to say, nah, futsak, and put up the shield of faith. Okay? Get up the shield of faith and the belt of truth. And I've just told you the truth. I've given you the scriptures. It's there. Okay? Even in my life, you know the first time, let me tell you the story of the first time I prayed in tongues. I was very newly saved. I got saved into Josh Jen, actually, in 2005. Uh, we were one congregation in Sunningdale. And, uh, and so it was about... Two, one or two months after being saved, I was living in the city and I was renovating flats. I bought two apartments in this old block and I was smashing down the walls myself. And there was an old bully lived downstairs and he wasn't very happy with me banging on the walls. And so he came up and you know, gave me a piece of his mind and I said, no, I'm terribly sorry. It's just this one little piece I've got to still take out. And he was like, okay, it's fine. And then we started chatting a bit. And as we were talking, all of a sudden he started manifesting something de demonic. His eyes would literally go to like the middle of like just the air, you know, here. And he would say, I hate God. I hate God. Like that kind of. And so I'm very, very freaked out by this because I've never experienced anything like that. And anyway, I actually said like very kind of timidly, like, can I pray for you? And he was like, yeah, okay. And then I said a very, you know, nothing with faith or deliverance, none of that sort, just like praying and then and he got out of there, and I, I got out of there, and I went back to my, my room. I sat on the bed, and I was very, very, very freaked out, and I just, I didn't know what to say, and I just started going, duh, 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 and I just realized, wow, I was praying in tongues, you know? And it wasn't much. It was just a few little, duh, duh, 
kind of strange sounding things and that freaked me out even more and um, I phoned my home group leader at the time and I, I told him what happened and he just laughed ha 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 and I was like no it's not a joke it's serious but they had obviously seen so much of that in their walk um, and so that was that was my first time and uh, so you know some people get one or two words you know like a, just a Kalabash or whatever, I don't know, you know, there's, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's a mystery. You're speaking to God in mysteries. And, uh, you know, some people get, get different, you know, sound different. Milani, have you guys had been exposed to Milani at all? When she prays in tongues, it sounds like French to me. Um, and, you know, there's, there's all kind of different, different things happening. But it is a, it's, it's, it's something, of, it's, it's, it's going to take a step of faith. And you have to... You know, like I was saying, even with opening your heart to God and, and physically opening your hands, there often has to be the first step is you, you, you control your mouth, okay? God's not going to control it for you. So you have to, in faith, start praying out in tongues. But I just want to keep encouraging you. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that edifies yourself. It's a, it's a gift to build yourself up. It's one of the few gifts that's not for the church. It's for yourself. But you are the church. So, in a, you know, in a ways, if you're strong, then the whole is strong. Um, so what we're going to do is, if you want to get baptized in the Spirit, and you want to pray in tongues, you've never prayed in tongues, uh, we're going to call you to the front, Okay. Now, if your heart's starting to get all nervous and starting to beat, you know, just figure out, like, is this something God, God has for you and He's calling you to? Um, and then we're going we're gonna, to, together, we're going to just say a, say a general prayer, and then we're going to go for it. And we'll get some of the leaders and some of the people that have been baptized and do pray in tongues, we'll get them to pray with you, to stand with you, and then we go, we're going to go for it. And some people get it immediately, some people don't. I had, I had a friend at that same time that I got saved, one of my very good friends. Every time there was a call to be baptized in the Spirit, he would come to the front. And he, did not, he didn't receive that gift. And he, he never felt, even felt God physically. But then what happened is he actually ended up uh, passing away a year after getting saved. And... I mean, it's just sad in an earthly sense, but he, he was saved and he went to be with Jesus. And I often, th when I think back, I go, Jesus knew he only had a year to exercise his faith. So God gave him, God stood back and said, okay, go my boy. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let you even tangibly experience because I know you're coming soon. You know, like the, the Thomas, when Thomas came to Jesus and he says, I want to feel the hole in your side. And he did. Jesus allowed him. But Jesus also said, oh, more blessed are the ones that believed without feeling. You know? So maybe, maybe that's you. So, so don't feel like, oh, God's not in this because it's not happening to me. But keep, keep persevering because it is a beautiful gift. Okay. So you guys, it's going it's to take, take some bravery. If that's you, then uh, we're going to call you up in a moment. Is that good, Rian? You keen? And, uh, and then we'll, we'll just get some of the guys who do pray in tongues. So maybe I'm going to call those two 
groups at the same time. So if, just to make it a little bit easier for you, you know, if you, if you don't want to embarrass yourself. Okay, so if you can pray in tongues and you do want to pray in tongues, just come to the front right now, and then we're going to gather around you guys and pray for you. <laughs> 